All right. Hello and welcome to Help Me Get My Shit Together, our podcast where we discuss goals, careers, and life planning. Give us a listen on your favorite podcast app and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. My name is Kristen Ritchie. I'm Courtney Llewellyn. And I'm Lauren Henniger. In today's podcast, we are featuring one of our fabulous colleagues, Courtney Llewellyn, and we're going to be diving into her background and career. So, Courtney, one of our favorite presentations that we did was mm-hmm. all about what you wanted to be when you grew up. So tell me, what did you want to be when you were like five years old? Yeah. Mine wasn't very nice in the fact that I had this next door neighbor named Emily who I, you know, I wanted to be this wizard and, t- and turn her into a frog. That's what my life goals were <laughs> at five years old. So, um yeah, that was probably very nice. And it kind of continued because then I tortured my brother around the age of 10. I had I opened my own business, actually, at 10. It was called Court Services, that I made him draw pictures that we could sell to family members. I wrote up contracts for him. I called and threatened to fire him if he, if he couldn't get all his pictures produced. <laughs> so I think, you know, the early part of my life made me go into this later part where I actually turned the corner and want to help people now versus... Scaring the living crap out of them. I think this is all making sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all about mine. Yes. You guys didn't know all that, did you? I did not know. No, that. Not the end part of that, no. <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of background on your undergraduate major, your master's degree, family, home life, all that fun stuff? All that fun stuff, yeah. So I actually... Went to college on a softball scholarship, which was awesome because I didn't come out with student loans. Um, I studied criminology, which I loved. Like, let's, yeah, watch crime shows all day long and study them. Um, But I didn't, you know, I wasn't ready to go be a law enforcement officer or anything like that. So while I was in my debate of what is my life now after getting done with college, getting done with sports, um, uh, our athletic department took pity on me and allowed me to come and do some tutoring in their athletic department. And I think I stayed there for about 10 years. (laughs) So I just kind of stayed into the student affairs realm. Um, I got my master's degree still in criminology because I still like to study it. It just wasn't something for practice for me, I guess. So um, I continued on. I did uh, some advising later on after I got out of athletics in nursing and back in criminology. I got to do a little teaching with uh, college preparedness courses and even some criminology courses. Um, And then after about, gosh, I don't know, 12, 13 years in Florida, I moved to Indiana, uh, my family and I, to be closer to my mom. So that's how I met you two interesting and fun people. (laughs) You've got stories that a skunk came up in my mind just now. (laughs) That's a story for another day. Um, what not to do when you meet people for the first time. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so then I worked uh, with these guys at the med school for a while. And then, you know, after about 20 years in student affairs, it was just not for me anymore. And I needed to make a change. So now I have gone and tried to transfer the skills I've learned uh, into project management while also starting this business up with YouTube. Which is a great idea. Exactly. <laughs> great idea. Best one we've ever had. So, yeah, that's 
So you talked about career, a little bit about a career change as, mm-hmm. can you, can you dive a little bit deeper into, I mean, you said you studied criminology because you like crime shows, which I know you do. Um, but what really led to you choosing that as a major and then going the student affairs path? Were there any people, anything that really helped to direct you down a different way? Yeah, I think in school, in college, I started out thinking I was going to be a business major because, you know, the whole court services deal. Um, but after a semester of that and, like, not doing so well in macroeconomics, I decided business wasn't going to be for me. So um, I actually took a course called Crime and Justice in America um, as just a gen ed requirement, and I fell in love with it. Um, I just really enjoyed, like, studying criminal behavior, victimology, all the statistics that goes with it. Your husband is likely to kill you, you know, those type of things. Um, Too many lifetime movies. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I just really enjoyed, I just enjoyed that field of study. Um, at the time, and I don't know whether that was necessarily true, um, but it very much felt to me like you had to go into law enforcement. And that wasn't really something I necessarily wanted to jump into um so like I said I kind of I I was fortunate in that having been an athlete I had advisors within the athletics department and uh, Phyllis and Cindy took me under their wing and you know let me help and, and start doing some tutoring while I was looking for criminal justice related positions and ended up enjoying it and just you know kind of fell into it and they asked if I wanted to stay longer and you know, be a counselor and that sort of thing. So it just kind of evolved um, from there. Um, you know, my challenge, I think, with student affairs was wanting to do more, but not necessarily like wanting to move locations, especially in athletics. That's a problem because, you know, to kind of move up in that field, you need to be willing to move university to university. And that wasn't really something I was interested in doing at the time. Um, so I think the frustration of being in student affairs roles where there's not either, you know, a lot of room for mobility or, you know, well, you're doing good with this thing, so why don't you add this thing, you know, or, yeah, we'll change your, your title, but there's no salary increase that comes with it. I think, you know, those things kept consistently happening through the course of my career in student affairs, and I think I just hit a point where... You know, it was not mentally good for me any longer, and that's where I decided I need to make a change out of that, um, which led me to the project management scene right now. But at the same time, coming back to Mosaic Coaching Collective, it's really about the fact that I still want to work with, you know, students and people that, you know, are, are struggling to figure out academics or, or their career aspects of their lives. So what is it about working with students that you enjoy so much? I think I really enjoy the coaching aspect and really getting them to kind of deep, dig deep down, you know, into the answers for themselves and finding that for themselves. It's not about giving anybody an answer, but just helping them realize, you know, their path, their motivations, and then just being able to see their success through that. No, that's awesome. Is a student or anyone come to mind? 
when you think about your well, student affairs experience or someone who, who kind of, <laughs> you know, who changed, you know, the way you thought about the field? The, you know, there's too many to list. And, and I would say because of those people, that's probably why I stayed in it for 20 years, because, you know, you do have special students that you get to work with. You're not supposed to have your favorites, but I've had some favorites. <laughs> you um, do. We all do. We all do. We've gotten this, you know, have an awesome opportunity to meet some incredible people through what we've done. And so I think that was always the side that was keeping me there, too. Absolutely. So um, we kind of talked about why you moved out of student affairs. Can you talk about how you moved out of student affairs? Oh, well, it was a long process. Um, trying to think in terms of months, it was probably about a nine month process, you know, in terms of coming to the realization that it was time to do something different and then starting to try to figure out what that was. And then going through the process of actually applying for things and interviewing for things, you know, that just takes time. Um, now, I probably had that thought process at various <laughs> points in my career, but the, the last time that it, it actually stuck and I actually made an escape, it was probably that length of time to work through. So. Very cool. So why is Mosaic Coaching Collective something that you want to be involved in? So I think one of the things for me that I've always been very critical of myself in, um, you, <laughs> I know it's shocking to you, you. guys, isn't it? Yeah. So never heard that. Matter. Never. Very critical. We can have some imposter syndrome over here. No problem. <laughs> um, you know, I think I was always critical about. Like, what is my next step? Like, what am I going to be when I grow up? Even if I was 25 or 35, like, it didn't matter. That was still a question. And I think I stressed myself out over that for a very long time. And I think getting out of student affairs for a minute um, allowed me to take care of that mental health and wellness side of things to be able to focus on what I actually want to do. And so... That is where we are today with Mosaic Coaching Collective and being able to work with two of my best friends and, <laughs> and you know, be able to do the work that we want to do without kind of the restrictions of working under a university system, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if somebody came up to you and was like, okay, so when I first started at our previous job, one of my students asked me, all right. You're how old and how can you help me? So, I mean, can you tell folks out there, like, if they wanted to schedule a coaching appointment with you, how can you help people? Mm -hmm. I had that experience <laughs> as well. Um, not the age part, I wish, but, <laughs> but more of in the, you're not a doctor, how can you help me? Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily about knowing the content, although sure, that can be helpful. Um, obviously, we know a lot about the med school arena, but... Um, I think it's it's the coaching skills that we have to kind of work through and really get at, you know, internally, what is it that you're wanting to do? What changes are you wanting to make? How can we put steps in place, you know, to get you there? So um, I think that, you know, we can use that across the board and it doesn't necessarily depend on, you know, what career area you're going into. 
What unique challenges have you experienced in your career and how have you overcome them? I think that's some of what we talked about a little bit already. Just, you know, the challenges of student affairs and anybody that's in student affairs probably understands what I'm talking about. <laughs> and just in, you know, the lack of, of mobility and sometimes just appreciation for what you do and the types of stuff that you have to deal with. I don't think anybody outside of, I think it's hard for people outside of student affairs or advising or coaching to sometimes understand <laughs> some of the issues that, that you deal with and the fires that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, um, you know, I think, I think it was those personal challenges for me in trying to, you know, learn to, to not be so critical of myself. These two will tell you that I still have work to do in my area, but, <laughs> um, you know, and to give myself a little space to figure out what I really wanted to do and not put the pressure on myself that, you know, I had to know that at 22. Like, we have a whole lifetime to figure that out, really. And, you know, but I put a lot of pressure on myself to do that. So I think learning all of that and taking time with myself has been the most important thing. Absolutely. And I'm very proud of Courtney for being on the spot, turning this entire podcast that is all about her. She will tell you this is not her preferred method. (laughs) We've only done, like, what, 25 presentations out at various conferences and these two drug me to them every single time (laughs) kicking and screaming we she just was prepared very well prepared and we made sure (laughs) yes any last pieces of advice that you would you would give our audience um not to be afraid to ask for help and that's really what we're here to do so you know yes it's a job for us but it's something that we have a passion for and we want to help and make a difference, so don't be afraid to reach out. Great. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you. If you have a question for us, we would love to talk about it on an, a future episode of Help Me Get My Shit Together. Come to our website, mosaiccoachingcollective.com. You can submit your question on the podcast page. You can see our bios, or you can make an appointment to meet with any one of us. Thank you, and have a good one. Thank you.